Hello and welcome to Travel Radio. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am privileged today to have Kim Quimby back on the program. Kim, thank you for being here. Welcome back. Thank you, Megan. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Kim, um, for people that haven't listened to the podcast before, could you um, just introduce yourself briefly? Okay. I am Kim Quimby. And my husband is Keith Quimby, and we have Double K Travel. Mm-hmm. Um, we're based in Texas, but have customers all over the country. And you live on a beautiful ranch. You want to tell us a little bit about your Double K Ranch, that you get to live in well, paradise and then plan trips to paradise? Now, well, we're not here as much as we used to be because we travel all the time. We have Double K Reserve, so we uh, are a um, wildlife Reserve. That's our tax exemption. We have about 90 acres. We had 100 until 10 to our daughter, who is building a house mm. near us. So our grandbaby's right close. That was a nice. good plan, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> it's working great. Well done. Excellent. Well, Kim, um, just a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. Uh, the podcast is in, oh gosh, I don't even know. This is like the 60th episode or something, and you were with me from the beginning, which I am very thankful for. Um, and can you recap your previous episodes with us? Because you specialize in groups, and there's one thing that you're passionate about in addition to the topic today. But uh, would you give us a little brief background on your past episodes with us? Sure. Uh- I think Keith and I um, did the first episode, and we were discussing our Pirates and Winches Couples Golf Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, we do those. We've done some years. We do two a year. Um, mostly we do one a year in the fall. We're about to leave and go to Emerald Bay um, Sandals and Great Exum of the Bahamas oh, on yeah. the twenty. 20- Fourth of October, so um, it's a beautiful resort, beautiful golf course, and we have a bunch of couples coming um, to play that tournament. So we just did a golf tournament this weekend in Paris, Texas. <laughs> Keith and I did. Um, <laughs> you can just say Paris. <laughs> okay. I know. <laughs> uh, we don't travel that much. <laughs> mm. They don't have enough room for a golf course in Paris anyway. That's all right. Probably not. <laughs> well, not all of them have a Pirates and Witches theme, but they typically have a theme. You guys have a great prize you typically do as far as cash prizes go. And if people are interested in um, golf travel and couples international golf tournaments, you guys are a great resource for that. So, And they sell out, so get on them quickly. Um, Thank you. Yep. All right. Now, a couple of things of housekeeping. Um, it's been an awesome week for reviews. I think we've gotten three, four, five reviews this week on iTunes. Very thankful for that. I've also had some show feedback, uh, specifically Tan. Thank you for your feedback on the uh, episode that I did with Joel Gratz of Open Snow. That's uh, starting to get cold outside. So if you're starting to plan your ski vacations, Open Snow is a great app for you. And uh, you can find out all about the app and how it can help you find fresh snow in Colorado and around the world. And also why Joel is just an all-around amazing person and uh, and uh, the, your favorite skiing meteorologist. And then, uh, Michilu, thank you very much for your feedback on the Whiskey River Cruise. That was also really appreciated. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I hope that you guys get to go sometime. All right, Kim, let's take uh, the show back to you, our special guest. Um, uh, we want to talk this time about Antigua. 
Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to correct me. I know. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. Okay. Okay. It is pronounced Antigua. Um, <laughs> sorry. Everyone thinks it's <laughs> Antigua because of the spelling. Mm-hmm. But when you go actually to the island, they are very quick to know whether you have been there before or not because of how you pronounce it. How gently do they correct you? I, they didn't. I had actually <laughs> sailed in there twice on cruises prior to that, so I knew it was pronounced Antigua. <laughs> Good to know. When was your most recent visit? We went, when did I go? On August 17th. And what was the purpose of your visit this time? Well, I became a specialist in Antigua and Barbuda um, and took a training and graduated from that training and got certified. And because of, and I did that probably six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so the tourism board invited me to come down and join seven, six other ladies um, to do tours and visit the island in person. That's awesome. So um, one thing we talk about on this program, we, we try to connect, specifically if this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, the purpose of the podcast is to, to connect you to travel professionals that plan unique types of vacations or that have a specialist certification in a certain region of the world, meaning they know it so well that you know your, their expertise, expertise can't, you know, the internet's not going to do what firsthand experience can do for you. So um, the reason I wanted Kim to come on the program today was because she does have this certification and firsthand experience, and she does large groups, and they, you know, a lot of people want to do a destination-type wedding or something to this region of the world. So that's why Kim is on with us, because she has this uh, certification, and she's a travel professional I trust. So uh, Kim, let's get into this trip and, and what you explored there. Let's talk about where you departed from, how the flight was, how long it took, all those sort of things. Okay. Um, well, from Texas, it, we do not have direct air to Antigua. Mm-hmm. Um, let me first say why I wanted to do Antigua. Oh, great. Yes, please. Um, one reason that I chose this island is because we tend to go to Mexico and Jamaica and Dominican Republic because the air is so convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have people that have gone to those several times, and they're looking for something different. Yes. And I was particularly in search of beautiful beaches. Um, so I did my research on Caribbean islands and wanted a fairly convenient flights um, to beautiful beaches with all-inclusive resorts. Mm-hmm. And that's what brought me to the beautiful island of Antigua. So to get there from, I'll answer your question now, to get there from DFW, I flew to Miami on the evening of the 16th. Mm -hmm. And I do this for a lot of clients a lot of times, too, so they don't have to either sit in the airport for six hours or seven hours to make a connection. Uh, You can fly in, stay at a hotel overnight, inside the airport or just outside mm-hmm. the airport, then have a fairly leisurely morning with like a 10 o'clock flight the next morning. Yeah, I do um, that so too. Two and, a, two and a half hours to get to um, Miami from DFW and then three hours from Miami to Antigua 
on the 17th. Excellent. And I have to say that I've sent uh, a number of clients to all-inclusive resorts on Antigua and they, I mean, Sandals Antigua gets the, you know, one of the, I can't remember which luxury magazine rated them as the most romantic resort in the world last year, but it's because of the beaches. They're just, I mean, Sandals is fantastic on its own, but the beaches don't, don't hurt. So there you go. So Kim, what was the weather like this time when you traveled there? Well, we went in August. So here in Texas, it was around 100, 105. And when we got to Antigua, um, the temperature was right around 88 to 90 and just gorgeous. So is that typical? What does the weather swing look like in Antigua? There's not much swing. That is pretty much it between, you know, 84 and 92 um, year-round. That's great because, you know, people want to go to, like, Bermuda from New York in the winter, but it's not necessarily, you know, beach weather. It's pleasant, but you don't necessarily want to be laying out in a bathing suit. So that's a, that's a good option. Absolutely. Their busy season is during the winter because of everyone escaping the cold. Yeah, that's going to be me soon. All right. So what about first impressions, getting off the plane? I mean, you were specifically there to be, you know, shown around, but you've been there before. So what were your impressions as far as how were you greeted? How were the locals? Uh, Well, and that was a surprise to me because I've been to so many islands and and even been to Antigua, but um, the airport was first off, much bigger than I thought. We actually had gateways. We didn't have to walk down the steps and mm-hmm. walk in um, through the weather, if there was weather. Um, so it was a bit nice, large airport, and they Great. have quite a few international flights that come in um, from your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's popular. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it's a um, Commonwealth um, island. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's why it gets so many um, flights in from UK. And then they get a ton from Canada also mm-hmm. every day. But anyway, we came out through customs, and customs and immigration was very, very easy. And we were met right outside. Um, Norell um, met us, who is with their tourism board, and just we were friends and hugged us and greeted us right away. And Everyone, even through customs, you know, sometimes they don't smile at you and they're just stamping and passing mm-hmm. you through. Yeah. Um, they welcomed, welcomed me genuinely to their island as everyone we came in touch with um, were happy to see us. Yeah, I mean, I think about a foreigner's experience coming to the States. Any airport, pick an airport. Is that American person, like, smiling and welcoming to them? They're, like, looking at them like, you must be a criminal. I'm not smiling at you. Let me check your passport. Like, <laughs> well, and I think they're trying to be that way. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I mean, I guess I kind of have to because people try to sweet talk them. Like, like that show about the airports where people try to get things through. I can't remember what the name of that show is, but it's crazy. Uh, anyway, I'm glad you had a better experience than that. Let me ask you about the the runway real quick. You know, when you fly into Turks and Caicos, they like have to throw the reverse on because that tarmac is so short what's it like when you land okay i did not feel that um so i i I don't know the length of the runway but it wasn't that 
scary. <laughs> okay, good. Because I mean, you are hanging in your seat when you land in Turks and Caicos. I mean, it's a little exciting for a second and then you're on this beautiful island, but you think you're going to die right before you get to paradise. So, you know, <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about the beaches. Like, uh, well, they're known to have 365 beaches, one beach for every day of the year. Perfect. And and they have counted them, and I believe it because we went to see many, many of the beaches. And a lot of the resorts even have front two beaches, so there'll mm-hmm. be like a bluff that the resort's out on, so you have a choice to go over to the right or to the left um, from the resort to pick your beach, whether you want a more secluded private beach or you want a beach that you can go and walk a mile mm-hmm. um, down the beach. And many of the resorts have that option. Um, and all the beaches are public. Um, at our resort that we were, we were hosted by um, Galley Bay Resort, which was an adult-only gorgeous resort. It's even been on The Bachelor oh, yeah. uh, as their honeymoon suite um, before. But they had, in my room, I had snorkel equipment supplied oh, to me. That's great. And I could walk right out the door. And I think I gave you a picture, maybe, of mm-hmm. my view out of my room. And I could walk right out onto the beach and into the water, and there was a reef right there. Fantastic. And you could snorkel. I mean, and I could see, and this is did not happen in Hawaii, did not happen anywhere that I've been, but I got about 30 feet deep where the snorkel, I mean, the reef was and everything and it was so clear that you could see the shadows of the fish oh, on the bottom awesome. of the ocean it was the clearest water ever that's what i need i'm i'm really afraid of like dark water and water you can't see through like what's down there and i think this is probably from being raised near philadelphia where our, our like the Schuylkill is just frightening. Like that's in the spring when the when the snow melts, like all the bodies pop up that the mobs and drop oh it God. in there <laughs> over the winter. You know, it's horrible. The one radio that's station scary. used to do like floater contests where they put blow up dolls with cash prizes on it, just like you know making fun of our local problem. <laughs> and you have oh, to dear. chase it down the river. Oh yeah, it's horrible. But all that to say, those beaches sound awesome. Now let me ask you this question: Did you wear the full face? Like the new ones, or was it, you know, these oh, no, new snow the masks? Eyes and nose. That's good. That's neat. I want to try one of the other yeah. ones. I think that would be, make it a little less intimidating. But, it um, might. Yeah. So what about panhandlers on the beach? Were there people trying to sell you a lot of things, or was it relatively relaxed? I never saw anyone on the beach trying to sell anything. And that is, um, it, now since then, I have been to the Dominican Republic. Mm. And certainly in Dominican Republic, you have a lot of that going on, um, where they set up like camps on the beach. And, and sometimes they're allowed, they, they walk up and down to the, in front of the resorts, but mostly if you walk, they catch you. But we didn't see anything like that. Mm. Mm. I mean, to some extent, I'm like, great, like, entrepreneurialism, do it. But at the same time, there's a certain point where I just want to relax and maybe take a nap on the beach. And, you know, that's, I think there's a balance. That's good. Um, Now, one thing, it's very, very safe. And we were um, told that over and over again because, you know, we didn't want to, we were worried about locking our room when we went to the beach and in the ocean. And they were like, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to, you don't have to, we don't Mm. have crime like Mm. that. That's that's so, great. Yes, it's 
very nice to have signed someone in an island saying we don't have to be so cautious. They did have safes in the room, yeah. and, you know, you should lock up your extremely valuables always. Yeah, or just not travel with them. That's a good idea, too, you know. Right. So, yeah. So did you get to participate in any excursions or local tours? What we did, um, we did, and that was good. The second day we were there, so the first day we saw, like, four resorts and um and then the next day we went on a Jeep safari, mm-hmm. um, and it was attached with, and you can do these combination tours. So this was a combination tour. We did a Jeep safari attached with Stingray City. So, like, um, who has Stingray City? Grand Cayman is, is, was the most famous, I think, Stingray mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. And then this one they've done really well. So we went and picked up our Jeep. Um, we rode in the back of this um, four-wheel drive big truck more than a jeep and took a ride across the middle of the island so we got away from the beaches and saw the farmland and he stopped along the way and would just pick things off the side of the road and um get let us taste them and fruits and the lemongrass is growing wild and everything fantastic it was neat. And then they talked about the mountains. Like, there's no snakes there either, similar to Hawaii that way. Um, they do have mongoose, and that's probably why they don't have snakes. Um, but so hiking is very popular because it's mountainous in the interior. So they have tons and tons of hiking trails up into the mountains. Nice. Um, so the, the Jeep Safari was very interesting, and then we ended up... Um, going to Stingray City, and at this Stingray City, you, you jump in a boat, a small boat, and it runs you out to a sandbar, very similar to what your experience would be in Grand Cayman, um, but they run you out, and then they have a platform just floating out there, so the in and out of the water was much, much easier than it is in and out of a boat, so we got out of our little boat onto a dock. And then we had nice steps going down into the water at the sandbar. The stingrays are all wild, and um, but they do come here because they feed them and Sounds take pictures. Good. And, you know, they just are all over the place. There were hundreds of them. So then um, did you get to do any hiking? We did not do hiking, no. I, we just did not have time in our, mm. our schedule to do the hiking. But we understand it's quite popular, and I, I think they have zip lines and all those kind of excursions also. We just Good we for only families. had time for that one. Right. Great for families. And there's resorts that are family resorts and resorts that are adults only. Um, so there's tons of stuff to do for families. I wouldn't say... Um, if we're going to talk about families, mm-hmm. there's not the big water parks and things like It's not the um, Disney World of the Caribbean. Yeah. It's more the beach beach experience of the Caribbean and the get-out-in-nature um, experience for families. Sounds so, good to me. Yes, more realistic. Yeah. So then um, what about... You know, are there any other excursions that you want to talk about before we move on? Sure. One other thing that we did um, on Sunday night, and this has been going on for 35 years on the island, um, they have this barbecue sunset party at Shirley Heights. Um, 
and Shirley Heights is the southernmost tip of Antigua. And when you go up to Shirley Heights, I think it's 450, 490 feet above sea level. And it used to be a signal station. And it's um, kind of, it's got walls around it and it has buildings there and big cobblestones. Mm -hmm. And they set up a steel drum band underneath one of the buildings and play for a couple of hours. And they're, it's probably about 40 people playing this steel drum band. was absolutely incredible. And then they have a barbecue, and then after the the steel drums go pack up and go away, then they bring on a dance um, band, mm. and they play for a couple of hours. So then people just dance and, and have fun. Now, this place is open um, for private parties and weddings and mm. just gorgeous. I think I also gave you a picture of that that looks like it needs to be made into a puzzle. Yeah. Um, one of those gorgeous in it that is a picture from overlooking Shirley Heights they also have a seafood restaurant that's open um, some evenings during the week so is this like um, a public area or it's a restaurant or facility of some sort it is because it used to be the signal station it's open to the public okay so you can go um, on this evening on Sunday evening you do have to have a ticket to get in mm. as in it um, to go and see the sunset and have the barbecue and the bands. But you can go up there during the week anytime or at sunset, I think, anytime during, else during the week and see the sunset. And you can choose or not choose to go and eat at the restaurant. Mm, that sounds really but you need, fun. you do need to make reservations, I think. That sounds like a really fun thing for the kids to do, like eating, dancing, sunset. Sounds good to me. It's a cool place. Also, could be probably pretty romantic. Like that would be a good proposal place. It sounds like. That sounds absolutely. Good. I'm always thinking. I was just talking. I, I'm in this group of lady podcasters now, the Lady Pod Squad. Hashtag Lady Pod Squad. And uh, and I was listening to one of the other episodes, and one is there's one called um, the 10K Dollar Day, and they do like fantasy travel. It's not so. This oh, is wow. the podcast where we talk real travel. They they say, "What if we had ten thousand dollars to spend in a day?" And then they do this fantasy play out, and they've they've picked all of these fantastically romantic things that they want to do in a day. I'm like, and I'm always thinking, that's a great way to propose. So if you're looking to propose to somebody, check out Ten K Dollar Day. They've got great ideas. And then you come to this podcast. We'll set you up with a travel agent to to plan it out for you. There you go. That's um, a neat thing. Yeah. So, Kim, what about um, tips to for traveling there? Um, I know I was when we were doing our Aruba episode, there was, you know, if you were asking for sushi, you were actually asking for trash in the local language. Uh, do you have any tips to succeed or things to avoid when you travel to Antigua? Um, well, I don't really have anything to avoid. Um, and the language, it's great because their main language is English. Ta-da. So there's not really an issue um, with any, it's, it was so easy. Megan, mm. I can't tell you how easy this um, island was and mm. how easy it was to get around. We went around the entire thing every single day. Um, so it's not a huge island. Um, Mm -hmm. You can get to every aspect of it. And I just, there were no bad experiences, and I normally cannot say that. Oh, now I'll tell you one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to hear 
<laughs> it was just kind of funny for me. Um, I decided that I wanted to feed the stingray while I was down there in the in the, in the stingray. Yes. And they told me to hold my hand this way, you know, and tuck my thumb under and put the squid in my hand. Uh-huh. And I thought I needed to hold my hand really loose so they could suck the squid out. <laughs> and the stingray sucked two of my fingers into his mouth. No. So I do have a little scar. <gasps> oh, he bit you. So, Hold your, and they don't have teeth, but they have really hard cartilage. Oh. (laughs) Did you see them? They get stuck on the side of the aquarium. I'm like, that's a pretty good connection they've got there. You know, like when. It is. And a lot of people get, um, you know, hickeys from them because they have such suction. But my fingers actually went in oh, <laughs> all the way in there. <laughs> that is terrifying. Oh my gosh. Well, everyone else said they would have been screaming Bloody Mary and I was just like, well darn, that kind of hurt. <laughs> so uh, hold your squid tight. There's oh a, my there's gosh. a must do. <laughs> oh, good tip. Good tip. Alright. So they are a commonwealth so I'm assuming they are not using the dollar. Are they using the pound? No, they have their own Antigua money, but they do commonly accept the dollar. Okay. So then are you wanting to change money over when you go, or should you just have, like, you know, something with a Visa or MasterCard symbol on it? How does that work? I think that would be your best. Um, if you do use American dollars, they're going to give you change in Antigua um, money. Um, which I think which- is fun. Which is fun, and then you can use it, and just don't try to get too much. Um, I always prefer to take my Visa or Mastercard with no trans foreign transaction fees, mm-hmm. um, and use that for most things. Since most resorts, and you know, probably seventy-five um, percent of the resorts are all inclusive, you don't really have to worry about purchasing too much, um, sure. except perhaps your excursions, your spa treatments, and things like that. And you can do that with credit cards. Um, There's just not a need for a ton of money. So when you're going to set up these trips for your clients, how are you going to set up transportation? Like, Do the hotels provide transportation? Do the excursion companies provide transportation? Is there a bus system? How's that working? There is a bus system. Um, However, that's not really um, the experience that most will have. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll be... Transportation will be provided in your quote um, mm-hmm. through transfer companies. Excellent. Which I think is nice too, because then, like, you you're not worrying about your stop. You get to look out the window. You get to observe and take everything in. I, I really prefer that. So that's good. And they do drive on the. Um, I will say the wrong side of the road because Listen. they're Commonwealth. <laughs> I know it, and I have a state a trip to the states coming up, and I am terrified. People have offered to lend me their car, and now that I'm driving on the left hand side, like I'm not necessarily. I think that I'll be fine in the states, but statistically, people when they come back to their host country, like when I come back to England, that's when people accidentally kill themselves because they revert to their oh. to their home, you know, driving. So I I've just said I need. I need to be able to walk or you have to drive me because I'm just, I'm going to kill myself and my kids. Like you just, I'm not driving. So yes, it's terrifying now that I'm used to it this way to think about driving in the States again. But anyway, yeah. 
That's and, an experience. And riding in the cars. Because in, in most islands, you, you I wouldn't want to drive because they have this understanding of each other where we don't, we don't pass when a car's coming at us head on. Yeah. And they do. You know, they have room for three <laughs> just about, and they just pass, and they know to move over and to do what they have to do. But yeah. we don't do that. No, no. And, you know, in British driving, my observation is that, you know, when you read the driving manual before you take your test, everything is like yield. You, this is like the culture of yielding when it comes to driving. And and that's because these are roads that were made for carriages. Like they weren't right. made for cars. And I have what, you know, is like a size of a station wagon. That's a large car here. And we're straight up like trimming bushes when we go around corners and my parents just visited and they were like leaning into the car. My mom was closing her eyes and like, Oh no. And now I'm used to it, but it took me six months to have the courage to drive because it's really alarming that to anyway, it's, it's just disorienting. It's alarming anyway, but yes, hire a private driver or go through your excursion company because then you won't have to, you know, mort yourself when you're on vacation. So there you go. Absolutely. All right. So how far in advance are people booking trips out to Antigua? What's your buffer that you want? If people want to contact you um, and use you to to plan their trip, how far in advance is best selection of hotels, best availability, destination weddings? What's the timeline like? I would try to do as soon as the air becomes available. Um, and if, if you really, which is going to be around 11 and a half months, mm-hmm. um, before, uh, if you really want an exclusive um, experience, there are just tons and tons of really nice boutique resorts that only have 20 to 30 rooms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you're looking for that place where you're not going to see very many people and you're going to have a nice, long, secluded beach to walk, walk then I would try, and, and you have specific dates, I would try to go ahead and book your room um, or your resort even a year and a half out, mm. um, especially if it's in the early spring holidays or in the middle of the summer because you're just not going to get in. They're, yeah. they're fully booked during those times. Um, if you're going traveling in the fall, um, a lot of the resorts actually were closing down for, they, they closed down for about six weeks um, for, during September, October period to uh, do all their repairs for the upcoming season. I'd like and, to hear that they're doing repairs. That's great. Oh, they, we went to one um, hermitage, which is really tiny, mm-hmm. and it has 30 suites on this private beach, and you feel like you're the only ones out there. And, and they were closed, and they were for, we were very fortunate that the manager allowed us to come in. But I never knew what closing meant. Closing meant there was no furniture left in the place. Oh, wow. And they were pulling the roofs off the buildings and re-roofing, and it was incredible. They had two um, suites that they were could, had fixed up so we could look at them. Okay. But other than that, they were changing everything out and redoing, just making it a new resort again. So It's incredible. Do you think that you were observing anything that was like hurricane damage related? Or how is this island well, doing now? They did not get um, hit bad by the hurricane. Um, Barbuda got hit, mm. devastated. Mm. So um, nothing really 
There wasn't a ton of damage. There was some slight roof damage, um, but not not any major structural Good. damage or mm, anything. Okay. Um, they were lucky. Um, Barbuda still not. All the residents from Barbuda had to move back to Antigua mm. and be housed there, and they were just starting to move back while we were there. Mm. Yeah, those are dangerous things, those hurricanes. Unfortunate. Well, hope that they get back on their feet soon and that tourists will start coming again. But it will happen in time. It will. And Barbuda mostly is supplying the lobster. It's mostly a fishing island. Mm. Um, So it's doing most of the lobstering for the Caribbean, actually. Interesting. So then do people do tourism on Barbuda, or is it mostly the residential and kind of industry of fishing? For, for it's mostly fishing. There are a few um, small resorts for divers, primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of scuba diving and and Barbuda. Okay, good and to fishing. know. fishing. There's some fishing, too, because um, the fishing in both islands, they fish for, because the islands kind of, the Atlantic is on one side and the Caribbean is on the other. So gotcha. you can go into the Atlantic and fish for the the big marlin and tuna and stuff like that. So is game fishing then also a popular thing to do when you visit these islands? Oh, very much so, yeah. Fishing, um, boating, sailing, they have um, yachts come in. It's a big, a very popular destination for the big yachts to stop. Awesome. Um, windsurfing and kite surfing, because they have the two um, different areas. So on the, these resorts that have the bluff, a lot of times one side will be Atlantic, one side will be Caribbean, one side will be really calm beach, and one side will have mm-hmm. the wind up and and you can do uh, not necessarily real surfing, but windsurfing. Yeah, that's exciting too. Um, what about, and this is kind of getting back to the beach aspect, what about um, shell collecting, beaches for shell collecting? I do not know. Um, I, we just did not see any shells mm. That's at all. What the only I place it. I saw, the only place I saw shells were we were, um, I guess, um, on our safari, and we had a local vendors that were selling a few things, and they had some large conch shells. But I'm sure somebody had to dive for those because oh. we just did not see. It must not tend to have the shells wash up. Yeah, that's all right. Because it wasn't busy. Yeah, people are going to the island for, you know, that talcum powder sand, not necessarily shell collecting, but that's what my kids want to do these days, so I had to ask. Yes. <laughs> so, Kim, are you taking new clients right now? Oh, yes, we are. Um we travel a lot, and we do take new clients. We take take mostly by recommendation, as mm-hmm. you know, as the, your listeners um, awesome. would certainly have a recommendation. Um, and and we tend to know um, our clients recommend us, and that's it's just been growing and growing and growing, and surprisingly, um, how much. It grows from getting these recommendations. Awesome. Well, we'll put Kim. Kim has a guest page on the uh, on TravelRadioOnline.com. You can see her guest profile. And um, if you write her an email through there, go ahead and, and mention that you came from the podcast so she knows where you're coming from. Um, and then what else? How can what, – what social media are you on these days? Well, primarily I do Facebook. I've been trying to um, – put some photos and things like that on Instagram mm-hmm. and 
Oh, I think we talked about Twitter, and I do have a Twitter account, but I just don't do anything with it. I haven't. Um, <laughs> I keep tagging you in things. Quite yet. <laughs> but I do. And Facebook, I have you know a business account, and then I have my personal account. And most people are both. You know the the business account, the Double K Travel account. You know we put out daily posts just on pretty scenery and travel interest things. But then when we go and do these um, type trips, um, I, it's normally on my personal page because people follow both. Mm. Well, you so, know what? That just means that when you travel with Kim, you get rolled into the family. So that's good. That's nice. <laughs> that's about the size of it. That's all right. So um, I will put all of your information up, as always, and I will also post the pictures that you um, that you shared with me to um, my Facebook Twitter, Instagram accounts for the podcast so people can see it there with links in all of those captions to how they can get to you. And I think that that is everything. Um, I do have a new Twitter handle, which is Travel Radio Pod. And um, I'm just, I know you don't, you're not into Twitter these days, but I'm really digging Twitter these days. Other than there tends to be, I think, a lot of angry people on Twitter, like yelling about oh, no. politics. <laughs> yeah, but you just follow the travel people, and everyone in the travel industry is happy, so it works out. And um, anyway, Travel Radio Pod is, is what I'm operating out of, and then Chapa Travel is my personal handle. So if you want to interact there, that's where I am. Well, Kim, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Before I close it out, is there anything I'm forgetting or anything you want to throw in there? Um, no, I would just ask that people um, think about Antigua. I think it's, it has something for everybody, um, whether you want a resort that has no TVs and uh, outdoor showers or you want a resort with, um, like the sandals you mentioned, with swim-up bars and mm-hmm. 15 restaurants. Um, it, it has something from every extreme. So, and just gorgeous, breathtaking beaches and lovely, lovely people. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Kim, for your time. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying, I'm going to say good morning because it's morning for you. I usually say good night, but good morning. Thank you. Good yeah. morning. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay.